Hello and welcome to The Book by Book, a podcast about the odd book or two you've read. I'm your host Scott and I'm not alone, Toby's here too. This episode we're talking about Stephen King, The Outsider. I must warn you this is going to be a very spoiler heavy episode, but if that's okay with you, continue on and I'll see you on the other side. Sore arm today. Mm. Um, just like in school, someone's gonna be a dead arm, sort of. Thing. Isn't it just that? Like, it's crazy. Like when you think back about when people were having jabs in school, and the, the kids used to think it was funny to punch you on the arm. Where it's no wonder everybody was crying. My God, if somebody punched me on the arm after. Yeah, I think I'd cry now if someone did. I'd be like, I'd take their head off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're doing the we're doing the outsider. Stephen King's 58th book, I believe. Is it his 58th? Or 51st, 51st under his name. Which, uh, wow. Not exactly, not, that's not including short stories and stuff like that, I'm assuming. No, I'm guessing it includes the collection of short stories. I'm not right. sure if they count as a novel. No. I don't know. You're, you're torpedoing my little bit of trivia, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read it basically the day it came out. Well, the month it came out. We, we've discussed this before. A few times, you're you're pretty into his newer stuff, like post millennium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, I'm I'm, I'm I'm keeping up with all of his new releases as and when they come out. I pretty much read them mm. straight away, unless they're the short story ones. I still haven't read if it bleeds, but I've collected his stuff and I will mm. continue collect his stuff. His new one, Billy Summers, is out. Little promotion for you, Stephen. A couple of weeks. Yeah, other books are, are available. Where places <laughs> where books are bought. <laughs> Because I've read a good handful of his newer stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm just getting unlucky or I'm not too much a fan of where he's going. I've read Doom mm-hmm. Key, I've okay. read Cell, um, yep. Under the Dome. Okay, just... okay well, Doom Key and the Cell, I've and, and Under the Dome. But considering I'm a Stephen King fan, I haven't really read that many of his books. <laughs> I haven't read any of those ones. But I know that The Cell made it a disastrous film, and I don't know whether it's really regarded as a very good Stephen King. So, if you give me a sec. Hmm? Uh, where are we? 20... So, 2000, from 2000, it hits Dreamcatcher, Black House, from a Buick 8, Colorado Kids, Cell, Liz, Lizzie's Story, Doom yeah. Key, Under the Dome, 11 Joyland, Doctor Sleep. So I think here is where you've read Doctor Sleep. Everything, I read right? from Doc. I read Doctor Sleep onwards, basically. So you're pretty on board with his, I guess, 2010 plus. Yeah. Stuff. That's um, basically when I started collecting first edition Stephen King books. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably the only area you can afford to buy of his because they well, get ridiculously I, 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 expensive. They do. They do, especially if you go back to like the beginning. But I did. I, mean, I was very lucky to walk into an Oxfam as a person from, I don't know, an, a, a collector at that time, walked in with a box and just handed the box over the desk and says, I don't want these anymore. You can sell them to the Octane person. And then I was just like, I'll have them and got the whole lot for like oh, wow. 200, that, for 200 that quid. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a short story. <laughs> yeah, so That's I spent cool. about 210 pounds and I got probably 30 first editions. Oh, okay. Back, going backwards, right back to Cujo and stuff like that. Oh, wow. I think Cujo's uh, that's got some value to it for sure, huh? If we're going that far back. Mm-hmm. I don't have Salem's Lot. I really love Salem's Lot. Carrie, obviously, I don't have that. I mean, I, I think have... those are borderline impossible, no? Yeah. Those are like Carrie his, his first two. five books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2000 um, plus is for They Carrie. almost seem like art. Art collectible values than yeah. than books you can sort of go. And, and if you if you if you get them signed, forget it. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're for those early ones. I feel like my, our only chance is just coming across one in, a, mm-hmm. in an, old, an old lady running a an old yeah. Salvation Army and not knowing what she's got. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, outsider. Yes, outsider. This is sort of a crime novel for the mm-hmm. for the for the most chunk, but I'm actually going to use the wiki because there's quite a few characters in this. Yes, there was. Um, there is. There is a fair few. Mm. They're all sort. They're they're, <laughs> they're all outsiders looking in on an incident, really, aren't they? <laughs> oh, deep, deep. We've fallen into yeah. a deep hole here. 
I don't know if he's created his whole new world, if this being tied into Mr. Mercedes. It's, it's not tied in. It's just the only our world, way right? The only way it's tied in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, set in our world, same as Mr. Mercedes' trilogy was set in our world, in a place mm. in our world, real world. Yeah, the only tie-in is the character. Mm. Because the character Holly is in The Outsider, and The Outsider mm. takes place after the Mr. Mercedes trilogy. Mm. And I didn't know she was part of that book, but I did the know Mercedes. the name. Yeah, but I did know the name Bill Hodges. And, and so you you told me earlier as I was reading it, like, she's, she's from the character book. Mm. There's, as far as I know, there's about two pages which I'm pretty sure just start flat out spoiling, like, the fate of Bill Hodges. I started yeah. reading, I went... I think I'm going to skip this because this just feels like it was like the character Holly on her own, like in a bedroom, reflecting about the past and how she came yeah. to be here. And XXX, that happened to her, XXX. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why are mm -hmm. you doing this? Because if you haven't read those books, I guess I didn't really read it, but it doesn't feel like it's enough to go, ah, oh, I understand this uh, character of Holly now. If that's an interesting, like, should he have put spoiler warnings in his own book because he's <laughs> done the that. mercedes trilogy he's done that before like i was saying he's done it with with the dead zone oh yeah you were he saying, talks yeah, about yeah. the twist twice i'm pretty sure he does it in i don't know like dolores claiborne and Cujo. yeah yeah and yeah and i think as you said I, is it to show us that hey remember there's kind of mystical magic shit in this world mm -hmm. or is it just chin chin stroking pat on the back hey guys some universe what? building here but I don't even, is it? I can, I don't know if, I guess readers of this would be happy to read the Miss Mercedes trilogy. Hmm. So I, I just, I didn't read it, but I mean, for example, I know the fate of Bill Hodges. And yeah. by that, I mean, within The Outsider, is he happily retired or is he, did he, you know, Meet his demise. Did he die in the early other books? Or is mm -hmm. he like, hey, he's living in Hawaii, you know? And as a, as a writer, does he owe it to the audience? Or is it it's his property, isn't it? It's his world. He gets the right to put whatever he wants in a book. Mm. He doesn't have to worry about those that haven't read it. It's their own fault for not reading it before reading this. But she, I mean, she doesn't come into it till like, I would say, half beyond halfway. Yeah. She's a late entry into this book. Definitely. So, <laughs> anyway, where were we? In Flint City, Oklahoma, there has been a sort of brutal slaying. A young child <laughs> of, I'd say, about 12, 12, 12 yeah. um, found, raped, mutilated, murdered. Mm -hmm. And it's sodomized, molested mm. in every conceivable way. It's the most graphic detailing of a demise of a. Yeah, I, I was sort of getting library regulations. Yes, I was literally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I remember our library policeman review. Yeah. And you dropped a clangor for the outsider. Mm -hmm. And we were, we were discussing, like, you can see why people, I don't know, this is probably, I'm going to do it again, but spoil this book, but certain, <laughs> re certain recycled, if that's the right term, ideas. Yeah. Or, um, Themes. I don't know if it feels for me a bit closer to say, like, I had this idea and I went left with it, but mm -hmm. I always wonder what happened if I went and took a right turn with it. Mm -hmm. This kid is brutally murdered in a, in a horrific way. And we, we don't see that. We come across this like a few days after the incident. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of the book kind of starts with like a police interview, like a transcript. Yes. And so we probably get about 10 the first, the first chapter is broken up with like 10 police interviews, yeah. transcripts. And they basically say, I saw this guy, Coach Terry Maitland, covered in blood, getting in the back of a van, basically waving, saying, yoo-hoo, I just killed someone. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are witnesses basically yeah. just before, not during the murder, but like, yeah, mm -hmm. I saw that kid get into a van with Terry mm -hmm. Maitland. I know it's mm -hmm. him. It's a small town. He's a, he's a little league coach and the, mm. the, the big league coach. He is the town's baseball coach and the town is a baseball town. Right, right. These are intercut with Ralph Anderson, who is a detective or a policeman. Mm -hmm. I think detective. Detective, yeah. He has a district attorney. Yeah, that's right. Bill Samuels is sort of mm -hmm. talking with him because he's a district attorney, so he needs to get the arrest warrant from him. 
in the police station, what have you, talking about how they're going to arrest him. His son was once coached by yeah. Maitland. He's like, I want him arrested in front of the town. I want mm-hmm. you to put, I, he's like, I can't go in. I'm worried. I'm too angry. So he mm-hmm. sort of tells his partner, he wants him in handcuffs. He wants the whole town, because it's during a baseball game, yeah. to see this monster being arrested. It's and all these and centre. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And all these interviews are like, can you point out the picture? I don't need a picture. I know it's Terry Maitland. So they bust him. They they drive out, go into the stadium like mid-game and stop a game mm-hmm. and arrest him. And the whole he, town is there. Right. I mean, they're aware that this murder's happened as well, aren't they? You get the feeling it happened like maybe a week mm. ago at the max, mm-hmm. maybe two weeks ago at the max. But also, it's not just the witnesses. They're getting in forensics because they've found the van. Um, mm-hmm. The crime scene, there are blood samples, there are fingerprints, and Maitland is not just a baseball coach, he's a teacher, an English teacher. Yeah. And so they said like he had to give him his fingerprints as a school precaution mm-hmm. thing, so they already have that. Yeah. It's him. He's banged to rights. I'm on yeah. their side. I'm like, well, sounds there like There is no two ways about it. Mm. Terry Maitland committed this murder. And it's all of this is done pretty well. You know, yeah. I feel like King has been watching a lot of CSI and he's he's brushed up on his how mm-hmm. evidence works. I think the, yeah. the, the back of the book in the afterwards is a big thank you to basically forensics and police people. And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I threw it to these people to read and say mm-hmm. what's what's ridiculous and what's not. So they arrest him. I don't even think he says call the lawyer. He's just, he doesn't take it seriously. He's just, no. this is ridiculous. I, I don't know what this is, but. He's uh, like, he, he, he knows his innocence. Yeah, he is, he is flat out playing it cool. Yeah, and he's in, and, 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 and there's, a, there's a level of, there's an unnerving level of confidence to his, his knowledge that he's innocent that that's juxtaposes really well with the mm. 100% guaranteed proof that he did it. Mm. So at this stage, it's like I really wish you, I could have just read this without knowing it was a king. Just someone said, hey take this book, coverless. Mm. But at this stage, I think we're just, assuming you haven't read the book, you're like, okay, we've got the guy. Because mm. the, the book, again, is kind of a, not a spoiler, but it's going to tell us how the next 100 pages is going to play out. But mm. you're right, like, even the police are, like, thrown by his lack of, not shock, but... Or concern, I've been basically. caught or sweat. Yeah, he's mm. literally trying to coach the game as he's being led off, I think. Yeah. This is sort of the instigation of the, the book. For now, at least. So at this point, I think we're done with the police interviews. Yeah. You read some this morning. Did anything yes. spike out to you? Um, not not really. I mean, it's a, I guess you could argue it's a little bit clunky in some places, but having a quick skim over it. I read this book, and this morning I text Toby because he read it a few months ago, oh, years ago. Mm. Like, can you read the interviews? Because there's something that spiked out to me. Mm. Did it not feel like he injected... I'm going to put some character into this interview, Guy, because it's a transcript. Mm. But does it not feel overdone? Expand on that slightly. How do you mean? I've read Dolores Claiborne. You've read it. Yeah. We haven't covered it here. Yeah. It's good. It's It feels like he was trying to slip some Dolores Claiborne into our outsider. This guy will just start musing on something in yeah. mid-interview. Yeah, OK. But then the next interview will start, I've been here for 50 years. I was here when some town history and then the next interview you don't know my life i've been through the korean war and some yeah. experts in the korean war and so, these yeah, I, people who are in the interviews do not particularly come back i mean maybe they do for a small part but they are mm-hmm. not key characters no no and it it just felt like he just tried to push in character into every interview like character development you mean like kind of just give us yeah. something oh this guy is i don't know some sort of redneck guy oh this is a hardened army veteran Mm-hmm. But I feel like the interviewers knew what was going down and it was related to the murder. Mm. And it just felt not necessarily forced, just out of place. One or two okay. would be fine, but there yeah. was like 10 interviews. And as far as I felt, every single one had, even if it was just a paragraph, if I'm in there in a police station and they're asking me, did I see this man abduct a boy, which I know... The last thing I would be saying is... Do I have to, how long is this going to be? I need to get home. Mm, I've got to, I've got right, work in the right, morning right. on the railway tracks. Yeah, and, uh, everyone yeah, is open up there. super casual. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely I could, understand. I could what totally argue that. that small towns work this way. It's mm, not about a lack of respect. Counter, it's going to be. It's just a, 
I've known this policeman. I was I was been in this town before he was born, yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. People explaining their their history and mm, their reason. Cookie, and, yeah, cookie yeah. small town folk have their quirks. Mm-hmm. It's just throughout this book, I'm I'm going to just bring in stuff that just spiked out. Mm. And even if it wasn't spiking out that bad, the fact that it spiked out means it was a bit clunky, yeah, I yeah, suppose, yeah. or something. But so we're in the police station. Anderson, even he's like, I think he's an ultimate psycho because he's playing it so cool. Yeah. Because I'm not seeing any of the signs of guilt that I should. No, there's no twitchies, there's no eye movement, no. sweat, there's nothing. It's just, what, what are you like, talking about? Why would I do that? What, I'm, there's no, I have no reasons it's for like being two, this person. 2% belief, 98%, damn, this guy is good. Thank, mm-hmm. God, thank God we got him. Yeah. So if you haven't read this book, it's fine. There's a lot of detail to this, and I'm going to summarise it. Don't think that things are done quickly or simply mm-hmm. this book is the, the one thing it does well is sort of goes into this police detail i suppose mm-hmm. it's the process it's, it's for the first half it's just a really good crime book mm-hmm. it's like a really kind of good uh, whodunit if you will yep it's, 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 a, it's a really good whodunit without the whodunit mm, kind of why done it because you yeah yeah because you know he done it it's the proof is there right 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 it basically says I was out of town, not a teacher's conference, but a, like a teacher's trip. We went to see Harlan Coben, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is his writer, alibi. Uh, who was alibi. doing the signing thing. I was with like five other teachers, check with them. And this is where the cops get a bit nervous. Yeah, we, uh-huh. we didn't check his whereabouts. Yeah. But that's a nagging... Because they, because they didn't need to. No, that's a nagging That's a nagging thought in his head. Yeah. So the lawyer comes in, and we need to give him a name, because he, he sort of sticks throughout the book. Mm. Uh, Howie Gold. And so what transcribes is that he absolutely does have these solid alibis. Mm-hmm. He was away. They, they can't free him because of the evidence they have. But they are in trouble, like, okay, why did you arrest him in front of the town? It's a small town. I think something it does well is we, we cut to his wife, mm-hmm. uh, who also deserves the name, Terry's wife, Marcy. Mm-hmm. A and nice reflection kids. of what happens next to some level is going to affect their lives. Kids will always be like, hey, that guy, have you heard the rumour? Small town. And it's not just the kids, it's just, yes, the entire town, whisper, whisper. Right, right, right. His baseball Forget coaching it. days are over. Mm-hmm. But they've got two it's the ramifications girls. of you know, pulling someone in in front of an entire town mm. and how that impacts on the, the people left behind. Basically. Right, right, right. And it, it does that quite nicely. No matter where we go with Facebook and the internet and his, his, mm-hmm. the two daughters are young enough, someone will find them and tell a new school they're at, probably. Also, it focuses on the, the family of the, the oh, boy yes. that was killed. The boy was Frankie Peterson. We, we sort of follow them in and how devastated they are because we're, we're like a, a week in or so, two weeks in, mm. not long. And the mum has a heart attack and the dad is just similar position, like he's just broken. And so the son, who I think is about 17, 18, 16, mm-hmm. sort of steps up as his dad, like, just, I'm going to sort out the funeral for, for mum. You just sort of take, take the time you need. Mm-hmm. And so we'll put a pin in that for a while. Meanwhile, the lawyer trying to figure out what this alibi is. He's talking to the the, the seven, and I might be yeah, doing things the teachers. At- he went, he went, for, he, yeah, he went to the Harlan Coben book talk with five other teachers, mm. and he's talking to them about, you know, were they there? Were they with him? Yes, yes, mm. yes, 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 yes. Unanimous. Yes, we were with Terry right, the whole time. Um, did he get up? Did he, did he disappear? Was yeah. there any point you never saw him? All this sort of thing. And but so, the distance, but the distance between, even if he like, mm, even if he did leave for an hour, the time it would take to get from there to there and back again is mm, it's, it's impossible. There's like no could, way. You could do the trip both ways, but you'd have no time to do it. And and these mm-hmm. things go into detail. And I've got to say, it's mm-hmm. not boring detail. It's not like a tick list of in case anyone asks this, I'll say this. I'll get it feels very what it does really well is it starts the first, I don't know. Third. So let's take the first half of the book is broken into thirds. The first third is about proving Terry Maitland did it without mm. a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. Then the next third of the book is about proving or unpicking everything you know. 
mm. with evidence that is as concrete as the first third of the book that he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so clever because your brain's just like, huh? Just. At the Harlan Coburn mm-hmm. interview thing, is that it was being filmed. Mm-hmm. And Maitland basically stood up and asked a question. Bang. Yeah. Like, yeah. at no point did he say, there I am. Out. We that's can't... me. <laughs> right. The police just can't drop it because of the fingerprints and the evidence. He's going to court. The town is getting quite riled up. You know, this is a brutal, brutal sort of slaying of a kid. If you're if you're intrigued by this book, is we're going to get into some sort of sizable spoilers. Yeah. So so now I would say we've we've given away the opening, but you know I think if you if you read the back of the book, uh, you know a watertight evidence suggests that a man with an ironclad alibi did a crime in a small town. You know. We've just sort of elaborated on that. So, so this is your spoiler warning. Uh, when the day comes, it's just a bit chaotic outside the courthouse. And the Peterson brother, I, know, I don't remember if we knew this was coming, but pulls a gun in the middle of the crowd and he shoots Maitland. And there's just sort of chaos. The, the police are sort of trying to duck down and collect him. Ralph has to take out the older Peterson brother because he's just shooting a gun in public, and he does, and he kills him. Mm-hmm. A little flash of a guy in a hoodie who is all burned, which is going to yeah. come back later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he sort of forgets that. It's like half a line. It's just like this weird... Like Shadowy just figure. Whipping a camera around and taking yeah. in, like, oh, there's like an overweight fat man falling on his knees, and there's this and there's that. Oh, there's a burned yeah. man. There's this and there's that. Maitland dies. So, yes. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Nor was I. And it floored me. It's one of those moments that I've read a fair few things, but like I've said in previous podcasts, that Stephen King has an ability with me to grab me for a section of a book where I'll stop breathing and all I will do is read. And I'll forget what is going on around me. I'll miss the train. I'll miss the bus. I'll miss whatever. Um, building could fall and I wouldn't even know because I am just engrossed and that was the moment in this book where I was just like what the beep beep Mm. beep beep I did not see that coming no occasionally something happens in a book that is so good I go back and read it Mm. because I just need to make sure I read that right because it Mm -hmm. was sort of awesome and this was one I sort of went back like three or four pages to go Mm -hmm. let me let me just check because I saw him as the star of the book. I saw him as the lead <laughs> so character. I. Yeah. I guess I'll come on to this later. It, it feels like it takes a while for someone to take hold as a lead. Mm-hmm. Quite a while in this book after mm-hmm. this. And I guess you could argue, actually, Maitland's not in it as much as some of the other characters at this stage. Mm-hmm. I guess knowing what I know about this is a Stephen King book, a blurb on the back of the book, I guess I always saw him as innocent. Yeah. Like he had yeah. these two kids and a nice wife. I guess I never... I always sort of, whatever the outcome is going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to believe at this early stage that, and I guess because we opened up on the evidence, because we didn't open the other way around, maybe that sort of mm-hmm. helps us come in that swing. And I think we're meant to. Yeah. I, I don't think in this particular book, he wants us not knowing which to believe. Mm-hmm. Do you say that's fair? Yeah. yeah he yeah, wants yeah, us maybe. to be on Maitland's side. And so everything sort of needs to step back and take a breather. Detective Ralph, he's like, you know, you're on leave, the, the, mm-hmm. the DA guys, I, I want to, like, I'm not running again next year. Mm-hmm. Like, no one, no one's cold to it. Um, no. no one's like, oh, damn it, there's my career. Like, they're, they're very on the case. Yeah, yeah. We're following snippets of all these characters now. We've got, like, the, the Maitland wife, mm-hmm. two, Maitland, two Maitland kids slightly older than each other. So there's a younger mm-hmm. one who has slightly less understanding and an older one who's, I can feel in these very pages, sort of being forced to grow up a good few yeah. years we also have ralph's wife yes who is a sounding board she's going to be pretty solidly in this book yep and yep. she's the one i feel has the least character but should have a lot more i kind <clears> of <throat> feel like she, we could have had ralph single and just soundboarding to his partner uh june mm. a sort of mexican sheriff which we'll talk yep. more on because i have thoughts about him 
we get the district attorney we get another sheriff brought in we get holly brought in yeah we have uh the da guy we have yeah um uh, another the, small town sheriff yeah. who's just brought in to help out with stuff yeah. um, go to the old people's home right 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 it's, it's it's not a character overload but it is i sort of wanted a cheat sheet with a little picture to just go yep that guy just just yeah. to remind me what they've just done in the past few mm -hmm. pages and so we're sort of bouncing between all the ones we've been introduced to the daughter the youngest daughter starts having this nightmare a shadow in the garden with a man with straw for eyes mm -hmm. put a pin in that basically as everyone sort of comes around and get through the shock ralph approaches the maitland family and she she instantly kicks him out saying whatever it takes here. you know he says this is about clearing his name yeah he still thinks he did it he still yeah. has the strong belief he, he sort of says i have to because this is hard science yeah and the, the proof is there and i cannot have my career end right like so he, this. he's not meant to be on the case hmm. proving that i wasn't wrong yeah if i was wrong finding the person that did do it right 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 for example, he finds out that Maitland, the, the fingerprints thing is driving him nuts. So he wants the hotel he stayed in finger mm -hmm. dusted. But he, chances are the hotel wasn't great. Even though there's a lot of other fingerprints, we should be able to find one of his. Yeah. The clincher is that he went into a bookstore and he picked up a book that just never sells. Or it's like a rare, not a rare mm -hmm. book, but like the history of windmills in there yeah. or something. <laughs> and it costs 300 bucks or something. What are the chances anyone else touched this book? And the guy's like, none. I don't think anyone, I've never seen anyone touch that book in 20 years. Mm -hmm. So he buys the book and he takes it to get fingerprinted. And sure enough, Maitland's fingerprints are on it. And there's this nice discussion with uh, June, I think. And the guy who's doing the forensic saying, this evidence doesn't exist. And it works against the case. Mm -hmm. You should just destroy it. And there's this nice pull off. If you've, if you've just watched any documentary on American crime, it is brutal that... You don't have to bring forward all the evidence, only the yeah. evidence that works in your case. It's yes, down yes. to the defending lawyer to go through yeah. everything and use that. But he doesn't destroy it. He does enter into evidence. So it's, it's mm -hmm. like he's slowly becoming our lead character. So I guess we need to yeah. sort of fight for him. Yeah. There was a location where the, the, the bloody clothes were found after the mm. crime. It's in like a farm mm. out in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So he calls... A detective, Jack it. Hoskins, and he's sort of Hoskins. on holiday. Now, I just remember him being a straight guy, as it were. Mm. He's not good or bad. It's just, yo, I'm on holiday. Okay, yeah. oh, I don't want to come off holiday, but work's work. But he's um, blasé about his role, isn't he? Okay. That, that, that sounds right, because I, I, I sort of double-checked on the wiki this morning, and I was sort of looking at, you know, what's the plot of this to sort of refresh me to, to tell it better? You wouldn't tell. By my <laughs> and it was saying like yeah jack hoskins is, is as you say blase uh he's just just not not a bad guy but not a good cop no. i kind of don't remember him being like that i guess i thought he was a bit pissy because he got pulled off his con his vacation. yeah well, you get, he, he's, he's on his way like, like basically fishing or something like that mm. and he's asked to go and, and investigate this barn or something like that mm -hmm. then, which he does but he does it lackadaisical yeah, you know, so he's, the, he's the sort of detective that will walk into a crime scene and flick a cigarette butt on the floor. Yeah, sounds cool. I've seen. I've seen. It doesn't Luther do that in an uncool way. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, he'll, he'll be lazy. He'll be like, mm. "This guy's got blood on him. Ah, he did it." Yes, yeah. I mean to be fair, that's from the whole start of the book. But anyway, so he goes to this barn, and I guess because I was on his side, go and investigate. But like, what am I looking at? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't know if that's bad. <laughs> not on his side, but like, what, what, is, what is he looking at? So he's just looking around and he just gets a spooky feeling. Yeah, he gets this feeling there's a guy behind him and he just Feels. freezes. Just, he puts his hand, he feels a hand on the back of his neck, right? Yeah, touches him. And then he just sort of like unfreezes and like takes a dive forward and turns around and there's no one there. So I, I guess the guy did sort of do a forensics check. He's mm. like, there are definitely Maitland's prints there. But there's another set of prints which are just blurry. I think he says, this is one thing I didn't get. He says, it looks like they're old fingerprints. Yeah. I didn't know if he meant the fingerprints have been there for ages yeah. or the yeah. fingerprints of an old person. <laughs> no, I'd say they've been, yeah, been there for a while. Mm. This is where it starts to become very kingish. 
Yeah, so everyone is having a, a dream or a vision or a vision dream, and the man with the straw for eyes is used. Mm-hmm. And we, we basically just, yeah, like you said, we, we go king. <laughs> we go full king. Jack has a sort of dream visiting by this man, mm-hmm. and this guy is, I don't know if they're telepathically speaking or... Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's basically like he's he's just keeps, he keeps itching this lump on his back. He's like it's just yeah. sunburn, it's just a mole, but this presence basically says you've got cancer, mm-hmm. and it sort of implies he gave it to him, right? When he's sort yeah, of touching yeah. like in the balm, so it's like you're on my team now. Says this yeah. shadowy, shadowy figure. I'm gonna come back, but your only chance of me taking this cancer away is just to, to do my bidding. To do my bidding. We've also, he also, this shadowy figure also visits the daughter, doesn't he? The youngest, yeah, the youngest daughter. Yeah, but because she's the youngest, it gets like, no, she's just having nightmares because yeah. of this horrific thing that's happened. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they hire private investigator Holly Gibney. Holly! Uh, and she is basically to, to look into Maitland's movements when he was away. I guess for the last year. They went on holiday, check out what was he doing. And so we start tracing the history of the van. Things are not necessarily tying together, but there's like threads of like, yes. okay, so Maitland took a holiday in Daytona and the van was also in Daytona Don't around know. this time. Sorry. What the Maitland wife doesn't know is that the detective still still believes it was him. Yeah. There's not enough. He, he just, as we said before, even though he's playing it as let's do it to clear his name, he he, he kind of just wants the truth. And, and for now, yeah. his truth is just... He did it. He did it, but how? So mm-hmm. what Holly finds out when she's speaking to the hospital where the father is, yeah. is that, well, in her investigation at least, she finds out there was a very similar killing about a guy who swears... An orderly, he was, wasn't it? Yeah, because I think there's this case and it goes further back. Mm-hmm. But like a down and out, if you will, was accused of the same thing, but he had less less alibis and he was a less believable character. So I think he got the chair or what have you. Mm-hmm. And it sort of brings it back to this orderly at the hospital. And we sort of find out that Terry Maitland bumped into this orderly and they fell over and he got scratched by him. Mm-hmm. And That's if, right. you, yes. if you remember earlier, like this, this bouncer was scratched. In the meanwhile time, the, the wife... Is it the wife? No, it's not. It's it's the detective's wife, Janine, the one I mm-hmm. felt was a bit undercharacterized, sort of turns around in her living room and, if you will, the outsider is there and he's just like, flat out, F off. Tell your husband to drop the case. Mm-hmm. And this guy, I think that like the kids have been seeing more visions of him. Yeah. Maybe the wife has dreamt of him at this stage. Mm-hmm. And they call him like, it's like he was made out of Play-Doh, but he wasn't finished. Yes. I think at one point he he has the visage of her father. He looks like someone tried to build their father out of Play-Doh, but it's not Mm -hmm. him. So this outsider is getting stronger in the visions and now it's appearing to adults and it's saying like, back off, just just drop it. Mm -hmm. I guess as we know, they're getting a bit closer. Yeah, they're getting closer and closer every time, especially with Holly's presence. Mm. So Holly... You can tell us about Holly because yeah, Holly Holly is is one of my favourite Stephen King characters. I think mm. she is is so well realised, and I was I've, I've read the, the 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 trilogy, the Mercedes trilogy, and then when that finished, I was gutted that Holly had gone. So as soon as I found out that the outsider was there and that Holly makes an appearance, I was so excited by that because she is such a great character, and I think you had an issue with so. Not knowing Holly, she almost seems uh, not OCD, mm-hmm. but not officious. Uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? When it's uh, like fastidious. No, yeah. Like that. yeah. And at times it felt out of place. Again, like the dialogue at the beginning, it just spiked out. So like mm-hmm. Holly is like a, a filmophile. Yeah. Like she, she loves films, but it just felt it, within this book. Some of the times and places they got that into this character felt massively out of place she's calling up the lawyer because i think that's who who hired her and it's like how are you good i just watched powers of glory i think it's kubrick's best work a lot better than the shining and full metal mm-hmm. jacket blah, blah 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 anyway about that brutal 
rape murder from a kid. Yeah. And it just felt like, would you start yabbering on when you know you've got to talk about, you're talking to like on the speakerphone, for example, with a woman whose husband was shot, who's being accused of like child rape and murder. Mm-hmm. And you're just sort of not ad-libbing, but sort of drifting your conversation to mm-hmm. the film you watched that night. Mm-hmm. It was like, that, what the hell are you doing? That, yeah, like you say, you're not, you haven't, it'd be interesting to see where you stand on this after you've read the Mercedes trilogy, because that's very much what Holly's about. She is tangents. She is nonsensical. She doesn't, but she's autistic. Understanding that about her Mm. and the depths of it, because she would, at the beginning of the Mercedes trilogy, she basically doesn't talk. She doesn't talk to anybody. She's, she just shuts down and is this person, a shell of a person, just smoke, chain smoke cigarettes. Um, mm. And Bill, her her relationship with Bill brings this detectiveness out of her. And that's when she starts to, she, well, she takes over. It's like uh, it takes her autism and it turns her into a, yeah. it's her superpower. She can, she, yeah, yeah. Her autism and her way of viewing the world. So again, like this is probably a Mr. Mercedes trilogy spoiler. Like we sort of get the sense that she's taken over the business yeah but they are yeah. finders keepers but they are small time she does not deal with this sort of case normally no. she is like people who skip bail is mm-hmm. sort of like a big not not missing persons but just it's, it's a, there's a reluctance to her to expand her you know her world view she's very happy in mm. just her small community solving her small case crimes so to be pulled out into this world it's probably another reason for why she tangents is off on things because it's it's a, a defense mechanism right and i guess from her point of view it kind of starts off as a small case if there's a man as far as we know he went on these holidays can you just check up what he did on exactly those holidays yeah because she lives close to these areas and right right it's right. easier for it to get to but um, that's again that's a holly thing in that she'll take something like that but once she's got that bone mm. boy she does not let it go until she's chewed it to death mm. and that's such a great character she's so good i can't mm. wait for another book with her in it'll be it's certainly interesting for me to go back and read it knowing how she turns out as it mm. were like i was saying no it doesn't feel like there's a lead character emerging for quite a while in this book no no and it's... i guess there's nothing wrong with that i just expected it to because i started off with maitland feeling like maitland was the lead and then the, and i think that was purposeful because of the Damn, he did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we're, we're jumping around. I mean, for sure, the detective, mm-hmm. I guess he doesn't, if you will, take up screen time or, or page time. Like, we, we can be very split with other people. And other people are doing stuff without his interference, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 we, he's not our vessel through the tale, is he, really? Mm. The detective is, is a collection of... I guess he's our voice of reason, mm. in a way, because he's the... That evidence I can't ignore. I can't. But the evidence speaks for itself. Yeah. They joke, joke about well, maybe he's got a twin brother. Yeah. And and throughout, he's always talking to his wife, and that's why I feel like she's a bit hard done by. Again, she I, I guess has, I guess the, the the idea of her is you you do see that that there, there are some people out there that, that literally are just that, just a sounding board, and um, mm. her existence is to serve him. In, mm. an, in an old-fashioned, antiquated way. Her only, that's basically her life, is to keep the house, look after her husband, and be a soundboard for his, you know, highly regarded work. Mm. Um, and that may be why there isn't much more depth to her, because there just isn't any more depth to her. Brutal, because this is set in modern times. Mm. He talks like he, this didn't necessarily spike out as a bad thing, but it always spikes out to me when I'm reading the current book, that is using pop culture that is still relevant. Like he going back, I I think I read one of his older ones fairly and he will do it, but it's stuff from the past, which is now classic or or nostalgic. But in this, he talks about, yeah, I was just on HBO. We're just watching Ozark on, on, on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. And of course it's, it's a modern book and he's setting it in the modern now. But for me, I feel like they, these things always spike out for me. Contrived. No, no matter how when it's how how well it's written, mm-hmm. just anything modern 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. I, I totally understand where you're coming from there because you've, you, especially as you focused on predominantly his his retro books, his early career, mm. which when he's referencing pop culture and stuff in them, which he does mm. quite frequently, it's it's it fits within the historical view of reading a back catalogue of King, whereas mm. he's doing what he's always done, but it just jars because you're right, used to... Right, right, right. Like in, in It, you know, they go to the cinema to watch uh, like the, the Mummy or the Wolfman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not just that that's the... Like, you know what I mean? It's setting the periods and reminding you you know, not subtly, but I mean, that does play into it, but mm-hmm. it sort of reminds you of the era they're in. Yeah. Like in 20 years time, when he says, oh, we're watching Ozark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, oh, people are making yeah. it. it, you know, and you never know how things are going to date. Yeah. You never know if it's going to, I don't know, like, what's Ozark? Or like, oh, okay. It's like <laughs> Netflix. I, I, mm-hmm. There's no, there's, like I said, that's a personal thing I have. Yeah, completely I understand what you're going from there. I can't help but feel... Um, like I've read other books where it felt like they'd left a gap and they were trying to figure out, like insert pop pop icon here, depending on when the book is released, pick mm. the coolest thing we can think of later. Mm-hmm. But so anyway, I forgot what point I was on. <laughs> Ho- Holly basically says, I need you all to come together to, to tell you my findings and I need you to watch with an open mind. That's it. Oh, so just and so sweet. I'm going to keep saying it because I do feel like I, I, I'm definitely just sort of, even though this is probably like an hour in at this point of us talking, I've, I've skipped a lot of detail, a lot of how she finds stuff, a lot, a lot of what and why, a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. And so she gets everyone together. She's like, just have an open mind. And she plays them some old um, 70s this is, oh, Just Can I just jump into yes, please do. This is something that Holly is... She, she comes to things with an open mind because of what she went through in the Mercedes trilogy. So what you're about to be revealed to you in this podcast and in the book at this time, she is used to this. She is used to working in a keen world. Uh, okay, so this is where sometimes the times do, like we said with Kudrid, the reason why this is referenced, if you know it, is to give you a wink that magical, mystical, monstrous mm-hmm. things can happen in the world. It's not our reality. This is a reality yeah. where... Pennywise, the, the dancing clown can exist, which is yeah. Uh, so she plays them this sort of seventies uh, luchador Mexican sort of cheesy action horror film. Yes, and it's sort of I think they call it El Cuco or Chuco. El, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. C U C O. Yeah, El Cuco. It's like a Mexican boogeyman. Mm-hmm. I think within this film. It's it eats bad children, and sort of becomes them. It's like a yes, sort of a doppelganger, yeah. but not just for one person. It scratches you to get your blood, and then it can slowly become you, your DNA, your blood. And and the film is irrelevant. It's like a sort of cheesy action, but she she sort of stops it and says, "Did some of that seem familiar?" Like, forget the fact it's a film and and all on all the details. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's it's there's the the myth of this thing. It's, it would be the equivalent of. You saying, oh, yeah, I don't know, all these people keep like dying with, and they've got two two holes in their neck and, and they've got no blood and I don't know what's going on. And then me saying, have you heard of Dracula? You go, huh, what's that? Yeah. It's the myth of Dracula. Yeah. Ugh, this is where June, June Cable mm-hmm. steps in, his sort of Mexican partner. And I guess I can talk about him here. He did not feel written well. Oh, this is the guy that's been touched? This is the guy that's touched? No, 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 this is okay. his Mexican, this is his, like, Part police chief partner, and he's Mexican. Okay, yes, yes, this is yeah, you're right. You do and I, I guess I haven't talked about him much, but he he yeah. is there. Like I said, there's a good handful of characters. It's not that he's doing nothing, but he's. I don't think he takes key at any point. No, he's, I mean yeah, I'm he's, feeling he's there because now him being Mexican can elaborate on. Oh yeah, I remember when I was young, we used to watch these movies. Mm-hmm. He does not feel written well. At the end of every fifth sentence, si señor. I caramba, it really <laughs> felt he just sprinkled some cliche yeah. Mexican stereotypes into his dialogue because he speaks perfectly good English. He's been in America mm-hmm. like all his life. And this was another thing just spiked out. I don't know. I, I don't know anyone who just doesn't say yes. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just felt like a, yeah, a yeah. Simpsons secrecies. A Simpsons satirical yeah. over the top. It just it's just I don't know if it's overdone, it's just done in the wrong way. Yeah. Personally, that's how it felt for me. Because it's it just came at the end of like sentences. Si senor. I can remember. Those those two sayings for sure made a lot of appearances. But so he goes on to say, Oh yeah, the myth is different. I sort of forgot all about that as growing up. It's just it's almost a silly thing, you know, like um a sort of Grinch, not a Grinch, but like like a Santa, be good or he'll get you boogeyman. Here's something this book does really well. No one really believes her. And there's a cool scene where Holly pulls um the detective aside. So we're we're pushing into the climax now, and she says to her, "You keep talking. Suppose, imagine if. I really need to move forward. It doesn't matter if you believe it. We're we're moving forward with you taking this as what it is. Mm-hmm. I need you to hear. I need to stop hearing you saying, suppose. Suppose it is this thing, right? It's just important to her. I think I've done enough for the King interviews, and and regular listeners might know. Like, not that I have a slight with, but." people get on board with the supernatural pretty quick in his books. Yeah. And he did uh, The Dark Half. Yeah. They literally jumped to the supernatural. It was like, that 10 minutes. It just felt like, you know what I mean? Like one day later. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah. I think it's Sorry the supernatural, right? And there's a mm-hmm. few where it's just for the sake of getting on with the book. This one felt well done. Mm-hmm. Because the detective and a lot of them are just like, well, yeah, I guess it's a guy thinking like a crazy guy thinking he's the Chuko, or yeah. a guy pretending. Yeah. And this one felt the most strong characters with physics grounded in our reality, not yeah, resistant on the ghost supernatural yeah. monster bandwagon. Uh, I appreciate it for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. He's, he is very resistant to the old idea of the supernatural, and he, 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 he you know, he's. He laughs it off repeatedly throughout this section. And he's almost dis- disgusted with the idea. Yeah, he like he was saying, like I was saying about people's reaction to remember that a kid was slayed and, and, and raped and an innocent a man, at least, was shot dead. And he had to shoot the kid who was doing the shooting. Like mm-hmm. he shot a 15-year-old, 16-year-old boy not that long ago. Yeah, like you said, are you shitting me? Like, come yeah. on, this is this is real stuff. People were dying. The outsider living up to his name has really stayed on the outside. Yeah. His yeah, we, anytime we've heard him speak, it's very like pretty much our characters have had their back to him. It's like a mm-hmm. he stayed in the shadow. And that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And I think and so there's all these little little clues that are tying in. I guess I can let go of all of the police stuff now. Whether the policeman believes or not, we as the reader do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fully no on board point by this point. We, Along with Holly. June, June is in the belief. The others are, whether they believe or not, they 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 figure they believe that this is where the killer is going to be, no matter what they encounter. And like I said, Holly has this cool speech. At least the detective, you have to believe for the sake mm-hmm. of the next forty-eight hours if we're going to get through this. Yeah. Toby, we are unfortunately running out of time. I've gone into far too much detail from the beginning, and now we're hitting the exciting climax. We're running out of episode time. The show builds to a climax with most of the characters and I'll say that they don't all survive and the showdown with Okuko leads them down into a cave. Is that all right to skip that way and keep talking about what the outsider as a whole is rather than uh, detailed telling, spoiling? We do actually get to meet the outsider. What did you make of that? Is there, would you say there's an element with the outsider in that he almost tries to make them feel sorry for him because he is one of a kind. He is like, he he's only doing what he needs to do. I guess I did. It's not, it's not like to... he's doing it pure for, for purely for evil's sake. He's just but trying to survive and carry on his, his living. I never felt sorry for this child rapist murderer. No, no. <laughs> You can um, see where I come from, though. Like, if, if, I guess it tries to justify if, itself. Yeah, if, if, it sort if, of if throws, his... you do what you need to survive. Right. This I'm is what different. I need to do. do. Yeah. yeah. And the um, reason he causes so much pain on that boy is because... Pennywise. Uh, everyone everyone yeah. knows what Pennywise's deal is. Yeah, so they, they feed, the it, feeds, it feeds off the fear, basically. Yeah, 
the more fear it feels, the more and, and sadness and misery. I think they talk about yeah. when he visited the daughter, it sort of like wanted her to cry. They sort of discuss mm -hmm. and they just sort of get this inkling that it feeds off sadness and pain. And just, yeah, that's why it yeah, does what it does, exactly right? That. Like, it, yeah, it, it's not just that it sort of attacked and abused this boy, it's that the aftermath of someone else's family getting torn apart and you know in the past mm -hmm. when they weren't lucky enough to be like standing citizens as, as Maitland and, and have an yeah. airtight so, alibi because so, like, the, the previous one had an alibi but it was just his mum and it wasn't enough so I think yeah. it, it said he it's, got it's like mopping the gravy up after a roast dinner right You've had right, the main right, course right. and now you're just lit, lit, you know filling the rest of yourself up with the, the mop up mm. I guess we never get the definition of what he is. Just the, I, I used to be known as the like Native Americans called me this, and, and over mm. time they called me this, and in a hundred years they'll call me this sort of thing. What do you feel about the the, the history and the myth of the El Chuco? Like plays it um, nicely, or it's out of the blue? And for me, I've never heard of it before. No. It just stayed in this sort of don't know enough about it. You know what I mean? Even mm -hmm. with the explanations mm -hmm. and the film, it's it's like I don't feel like I could now, like I could Dracula or like the mummy tell yeah. someone about it without going, um, that's sort of this thing. Yes, um, it, I, I need to double check that it's definitely true, but I'm pretty sure it is. Um, it just felt, it did feel a little bit sort of... Did it it just felt sure. like Stephen King went, Oh, I've heard about this sort of uh, mythical, mm -hmm. yeah. um, Mexican boogeyman. Insert here. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Like that's what I'm trying. There's a better way. The way I'm trying to put it, but I can't think of what it is. Like but, those um, yeah, passages where a... they described him could easily be removed, and mm -hmm. you could say, "There's this town called Derry, and uh, some some a oh, spoiler here for it. There's a town <laughs> called Derry, and this sort of uh, clown thing was feeding on the fears of children. And I think one of the eggs survived. And this is like yeah. shoot. Yes, exactly fit in. Co coincidental, not coincidental, um, not contrived either. There's a word that begins with C, I'm sure that is, that sums that up briefly, but I can't remember what it is. Um, I guess it just feels in the book, insert explanation here. Mm -hmm. But it, it felt so neatly done that, like, you know, the example I gave was you could remove it and switch it and mm -hmm. not have to go back and re-edit mass sections. Yeah, yeah, completely um, agree. I mean... Maybe it is like a huge thing. It is like Dracula-sized fame within Mexico. Mm -hmm. It just hasn't sort of, you know, bunched out into this world. So they do ultimately show down with El Chuco and more, more spoilers here. But, you know, the good guys prevail. Yeah. They basically strongly believe that they killed it. And the book really implies they killed it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll talk about this in a I, minute. I would and then. Say it's just a wrap up, which is quite nice because it, it sort of follows on from the our world logistics of stuff. So now there's like police on the way and the detective is like, you need to disappear because I, I, I can't just say there was a monster. Like I, I need to find a way to explain it. So he yeah, comes up yeah, with the yeah. sort of reason why that is going to satisfy, I don't know, not forensics. The general public. Yeah. Without and... upsetting the world, the world's ecosystem and balance. Right, right, right. So the book kind of just plays out by wrapping up everyone who's left alive. Mm -hmm. Fair to yeah. say the end? Yeah, I would say that's a very good surmise. Did yeah, you... i got to say I hated this finale in the cave. Did you? It was like, suddenly the outsider is just talking like a regular fella. Mm -hmm. The stuff he was kind of saying was all right, but it was... He was just in the shadows for so long. I'm not saying I wanted it to turn into some sort of alien spider. No. <laughs> but it also gets taken out by like a sock of quarters. Which, again, I, I, is... It's fine for that to play You saw my, rea you saw my reaction did, to that. I did, but I don't know what that says about this book, that the big El Chuco monster that has survived hundreds of years can get beaten by a... Well, he, he's sort of, he, it's kind of like it's, he's going through a gestational period, isn't he? That's it's what he's true. Doing. He's sort of becoming, and, and the, he's building um, himself up. Bouncer. So if you, if you if you were to take a sock full of quarters to something that is something cocooning, like yeah, or a Lego building, 
which is basically what he is made out of magnets mm, and, like the that, and smashed it together. But the ca- yeah, I, I do understand where you're coming from, though. I was a little underwhelmed mm. by the ending. And because, like I said, they did such a good job of keeping him in the shadows. Mm. Yeah, and I guess very, uh, to compare it to the climax of Pennywise, Holly, the outsider, was saying what it is, and I'm eternal, and Holly can sort of irritate it by saying, no, you're just like a pervert. You're like yeah. an impotent thing. You know, you, you, that's why you prey on kids. Mm-hmm. That's why you have to disguise yourself and, and sort of, they sort of battle back and forth and she sort of gets under its skin, which is what makes him lunge. Yeah. Uh, and, and is ultimately his undoing. I guess, I don't know, yeah, it was like, yeah, I was pretty underwhelmed by this it's final tricky though, isn't it? Like, the outsider. It is, it's, it comes back to all of the endings in King's books, isn't it? He's notorious for... But they, not they would have the a ending. play in, you know, when they take out Pennywise, it's like, I'm making this up, but like, uh, remember that that lucky coin the kid had all the way through mm-hmm. the film he was playing with? Like, the belief that this coin is more than a coin is what defeats it sort of thing. So there's yeah, some yeah, tie-in yeah, and yeah, play-in. Whereas mm-hmm. this was just a physical battering. Yeah. Like yeah they, could have sent in, they could have sent in a biker gang with bats no, like I, th- I think I, because Clear was a great thing for you was a callback, yeah, to a complete set of another trilogy. Yeah, it's just just that, yeah, just that. Mm. It's um, it's a reference to the Mercedes trilogy, to Bill Hodges, to mm. Holly growing up with Bill Hodges and developing as a person. Um, and I just remember when she drops that thing, it just like going, ah, oh, go on, girl. <laughs> I think I would be where a lot of people were in how I read this book. That mm. it started off great, and then it just went king. And it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I just, I mean, I was really, I, I wish this could have been one of his crime ones, because mm. when we find out how the impossible alibi works out, it's like magic, if you will. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What yeah. I mean, what exactly. would have been super nice, you know, if we could have kept it forensical in yeah. our world, like, Oh, what he did was he drugged seven people and then set all their clocks back and yeah. some ludicrous thing or something. And that's not what he does. No. You know what I mean? It's, no. it's, 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 like, it's, it's, it's very king. It's very horror. It's very, so you say, supernatural. It's almost like it's king. You should know better mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're reading it at this point. Yeah. It's not, um, it's not sold as one of his crime novels, hard crime cases. No, I guess else. it was written around the time he was doing his hard crime ones. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing he had that inkling... And I, I, I wonder if there was a, he was doing the hard crime ones and he felt this pull of the supernatural. He said, no, 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 I'll just do that later. Mm-hmm. Now, I might be wrong in saying this, but from what I understand, Holly wasn't originally going to be in The Outsider. And it's only after finishing the, the, the trilogy and then starting to write this and he got to the point in the book where she comes in and he was just like, Holly should come into this and that's what I'm going to do. And he brought her back into it. And because he really likes Holly, mm. he, you know, he's enamoured with her as a character quite heavily. So as am I. I think uh, I have a friend who saw the TV show mm-hmm. and he said, I'm done with King. <laughs> I can't. It just does the same thing. Yeah. He was like a big fan of the It films. Um, so I'm guessing he came off watching those two. Mm-hmm. And went on to this and just thought, this is just it rewritten for adults. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I, could, I, could, I, I would agree when to we, some extent with that. When we read The Library Policeman, mm-hmm. you, you sort of said, if there are people who think he's a hack for reusing ideas, this is the prime example they'll go to. And not that you agree with it, but you can totally see why and you can't really argue against it. Nope. I said it's like he's writing it or The Library Policeman and he has two paths he can go down. Mm-hmm. And then 10 years later, he still had the itch to see where, where would this have gone mm-hmm. if it wasn't a little boy outside the police station, but a policeman? Yeah. Like, what would an adult deal with these situations? Yeah. It was kids dealing with it. Well, I guess it was everyone dealing with it. But this is sort of, you know, the same mm-hmm. base idea with a, a new path. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the uh, Alcuca thing. I guess I should have done research. To, is that real? I, I with the El Cuckoo. Yeah, yep. I, I, yeah, yeah, I believe, I believe it is a miss. Because maybe that's just something he's always wanted to do his own version of. Mm-hmm. 
and it's like a bit, I do agree with them. If there, are, there, there are massive elements of this that you can say, well, this is this, and this is this, mm. and this is this, and this is this, and it's just a, a pile of all of that in here. Mm. Entertaining. What, once we hit that switch, I'm not gonna lie. Towards the end, I was reading to just finish it. Mm-hmm. I think once it's just established that it's a monster, and for us, the reader, there's no doubt. And I, I would say we get to halfway before we start really believing that it's supernatural. Even mm-hmm. with the kid's dream as the man with the hay, mm-hmm. it still it, it feels be. like it could just be a representation of the, the nightmare situation. Yeah. Um, of losing your father and everything. Yeah, totally. And it's like I, I almost went in earlier on about um, Dr. Sleep. You know, mm. I, I referenced Dr. Sleep. It's like this. Mm. I guess, yeah, I guess the fact that it's all set in a similar, you know, the, the multi, the universe, this king verse and everything mm. like that, and in which this magic or this, this supernatural element exists, then there will always be similarities. But because, I mean, there's no shade to it because you seem like you really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I did. You know what I mean? Like, like generally, we, we went to media school places. together, right? Like the mm-hmm. the whole idea of an auteur, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is they're just trying to make the same movie. Is that right? Yeah, stylized, right stylistically, anyway. stylistically in theme and mise en scène. So you so you were disappointed by the ending, but you enjoyed the, the first the climax two thirds. Um, I love the beginning. Mm-hmm. The the Maitland thing that. The twist where he dies flat out like damn yeah yeah because like i kept thinking well maybe he's going to come back maybe i like i said i went back to read it and i was so sure that he was a star i was like maybe they'll get to the um the autopsy and they'll cut him open and he's going to be like worms yeah yeah the the other maitland is out there and also because i know that patrick bateman plays him in the tv show does he does he get written out like he's, he's he's his face is the poster Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, going to be a great twist for the show. No, no, it's for me. No, uh, or no. to be fair, it's like that actor is going to play the outsider, like because in yeah. this, the outsider sort of has the essence of him, but quite quickly sheds mm-hmm. Maitland as a visual. No, I think it's exactly the, what you. It's, it's, it's exactly this doing exactly the same thing that the book does, but it's taking Bateman. And putting him front and center in all the marketing material, and then killing him off within the first two episodes. Oh, okay, yeah. And then he becomes he, he directs it. I think the rest of the the, the series. So he goes oh, behind okay. the camera, and and and. Oh, takes nice. It from there. Yeah. I think I've heard Which good reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see it. Did you know anything about the outsider and the twists? Or no, any of them nothing. Before you came into it. No, I I I had an idea. Well other than the fact that it's uh, Stephen King and I knew it'd probably be supernatural, I didn't know anything about it. I, I reacted the same way that you did to most of the key elements. Mm. They, sh- they, they shook me to my foundations at times. It's like, mm. what the hell? I really, yeah, it was, it was, I, I read again, and I say this pretty much at the end of all of our podcasts, I would recommend it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, definitely. Oh. Like to, um, I'd like to see more Holly though. Hundred percent. I'm down for as much Holly as he can send me. Do you think, think she? Do you think we will see more of her? Yeah, definitely. Okay, it sounds like she's hit a nice arc. That mm-hmm. if you didn't see any more of her, it's like, yeah, because she went from being someone who couldn't talk and mm-hmm. who was sort of unfunctioning in society by the sounds of it, yeah, yeah, to someone exactly who can go down uh, caves and batter other beings to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. yeah, it's exactly that. Like, yeah, she's. she's... Oh, her arc is awesome, Mercedes. Mm. We should definitely read those next, viewers and Scott. All right, <laughs> get on the um, Mercedes trilogy. The fact that you were saying earlier on about Holly talking about films felt out of place. That is probably a setup for the reveal of her having heard of this El Cuco because she watches uh, that's true. loads yeah. and loads and loads of really old films. That's her she's thing. A, she's a cinephile. Yeah, so mm. that's why she knows about this is because she watches obscure. Mm. It, it does tie in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Foreshadowing, I think they call it. Mm. Well, there yeah. we go. A breathtaking novel of suspense, The Outsider. Oops. All cool. right. Okay, then. Hey, listen, listeners. 
like and subscribe once in a while. Because, yeah, please. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> just send <laughs> a thumbs up. Part. Send a thumbs up once, <laughs> just so we know. It's it's yeah. a very low subscribership, and I'm happy with that. I, I don't care about yeah. that. But just let us know. I don't know mm -hmm. something. Give yeah, us a thumbs you, down. Give us a thumbs down if you have to. If 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 you're if you've made it this far and you hear this section, put in the comments. We made it this far. <laughs> we heard this section. Yeah, I'm <laughs> we're going to carry on doing these, um, even if we have no viewers and no listeners. Well, we got this far with no listeners. <laughs> going to wrap it up around there i want to thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed join us again next episode and until then support your local bookstores and have a great day